0: Let's continue Be'ez HaShem, our gewaldigous series on character development and building. Be'ez HaShem, yesterday we started the idea of anger and the idea of working on our character and making ourselves into the best person that we can possibly be. I want to tell you an interesting study that was conducted a number of years ago in the United States of America. They took a bunch of four-year-old children and they gave each one a marshmallow. And they said to them as follows. Listen carefully. This is an amazing study. They said as follows. You can either eat the marshmallow now. Or you can wait 20 minutes and eat it. And if you haven't eaten it by then. Meaning if you wait 20 minutes. You'll get another one. Okay. That's what they let these. these are four year old children. Okay. How much do they understand at the age of four? But obviously something. And they conducted this study. Again. You have a choice. You can either eat it now. Or you can wait 20 minutes. And you will receive another one. Now. A third of the kids had the mar- marshmallow in front of them 20 minutes later. Two-thirds, meaning the rest of the children, had already eaten it. They couldn't resist. Now they did the study and they continued studying these children as they grew up and they got older and older. And they followed the progress of these children throughout, you know, preschool and high school and whatever it is, and they basically saw clearly that the third of children that have self-control, and they did not have that marshmallow, they waited, even though they were four years old at that time, were able to have the most incredible relationships, were able to restrain themselves from other things, and because of that, they were much more successful people. Now, okay, every you know, study has its you know, exceptions to the rule, but that's the general idea. The idea basically is, and we'll have to talk about this, Bezoshem in the coming you know, parts, about self-control, And very much applies to what we're discussing, which is particularly the idea of anger. Um, we We said yesterday that our main goal is to be in a situation, not that we get angry inside, but we don't display it on the outside, but rather we don't get angry. Meaning we get to the level where it doesn't bother us. Right? That's the aside. Now, again, there's also a level of getting angry, but not showing it. That's called self-control. But really, the, the, uh, the, the goal of what we would like to get to, and I'm not saying it's an easy goal, and it could take you a lifetime to work on, and, and, and you know, every step you get closer to that goal is an incredible accomplishment, is that it doesn't bother you anymore. Now, one of the ways of working that is to give some practical tips, which we will give, but also to realize what anger does and what it can do and how it can destroy people's relationships and destroy all sorts of things in people's lives, which is definitely not Kadai. The Gemara tells us, and we quoted this yesterday, that an angry person, every type, whatever again, whatever this means, every type of Gehenim rules on him, which basically means, in the simple understanding, that if a person cannot control his anger, he ends up in Gehenim. That is the simple pshat. Rabbi Yerucham of the Me, the Mashkiach, of Me Yeshiva in Poland once understood the Gemara actually referring to this world. He says a person that has no control over his anger, he's always exploding, he's flying off the handle, he basically has no control over himself, says Rabbi Rucham is living hell on earth. He's actually living Gehenna over here. He's completely out of control. He is not a master of his life. He is ruled by everything that happens around him. Or... Something that someone does. And that's a very big thing. If you think about it, what is anger? Anger means that you cannot control your feelings. If someone does something to you, says something to you, or something happens to you that is not within your control, or even if it was within your control, but it didn't work out, people get upset, people get angry, and all sorts of things happen over there. If a person realizes what type of life does a person have when he has no control of himself, right? When you have no control of yourself, you just do whatever you feel, whatever happens to you. That means you are not really your own person. You're being controlled by your surroundings, and that's very, very sad. Because not all of us are always going to be, in every stage of our lives, in the best possible surroundings. Sometimes we're going to be in surroundings with people that not necessarily are the best sort of people, and if we. Learn to control our own uh, character. We don't learn to control our own personality. Then basically, what happens is is we continue and continue to get worse and worse. And we saw this, by the way. If you remember, we talked about this in Parshas Vayira. The Stipler, the Birchas Peretz, the Stipler writes when the um, the Makov Tzefaradeya, right? The Makov of the frogs. So, famously, the Medrash tells us, right, this is very, very famous, the Medrash says it wasn't like um, thousands and millions of frogs descended to Egypt, to Mitzrayim. What actually happened, says the Medrash, according to one opinion, is there was only one frog. And this huge frog shows up in Mitzrayim, and they see it, they're like, hey, what's this doing with this? They took sticks and started banging it. And every time they banged the frog, thousands and thousands of frogs came out of its mouth, and that filled Mitzrayim. Asks the stapler the obvious question. If they saw that every time they hit the frog, it started spitting out thousands of frogs, so stop hitting it. And they already answered Anger doesn't work that way. When a person is angry, he doesn't think rationally, he doesn't act rationally, and he could do things that don't even make sense. If you think about, for a moment, for a step back, right, the Jews who were there, or watching the scene, they were probably laughing away, thinking, oh my gosh, why don't you stop hitting it, and then it wouldn't cover the whole Mitzrayim with with frogs. But you didn't. Why? Because you're so angry. And you just keep on hitting, and you keep on going. That's the problem with anger. It makes you do things that are not rational, that are not beseda. The Rambam writes as follows. The Rambam and Hilchas Deis, right? Those of you that have learned Orcha Sadiqim as a Shah and Cast also says a similar idea as well. But it must the Makar is the Rambam. The Rambam writes generally that we should always try, try to get the middle road when it comes to middas. Right when it comes, I think we mentioned this at the end of the sheikh yesterday. That, that when it comes to Midas, we should when it comes to character, we always try to hit the middle line. In other words, not the extreme of this end and not the extreme of that end. Oh, but the middle line, that's what we try and do. That's the general rule that the Rambam says in Hilchas It It's not too far in either direction. However, in the next Perak, the Rambam says that there are, when it comes to two character traits, there is no middle ground. You should not take the middle ground. The first one, he says, is gaiva. If a person is a Bal Gaivar, he's very haughty. That, there's no middle ground. You shouldn't like be a little bit haughty. It doesn't work that way, right? You should be completely not, right? That's, that's how it works. The Rambam says the next one that a person should not take to any extreme, and not even the middle part, is anger. He says it is so bad that a person should go to any length to try and get avoided. And by the way, it does show us a very important new story, which maybe is worth talking about, and that is anger and gyver seem to go hand in hand. Because these are the two middas that the Rambam says that you do not uh, go to the middle lane, just go all the way to the far end and don't have any connection to it whatsoever. That's again, gaiva and kaz, right? Haughtiness and anger, which means that there is a direct connection between haughtiness and anger. And you can figure that out on yourself, right? If a person is haughty, So a person is a very big Balgaiba, he holds himself, he thinks himself to be very big, very special, very tall, whatever it may be, so automatically he's going to get angry much quicker because he holds himself to be on such a level, not everyone's going to act accordingly and respond accordingly, and because of that, that is going to come to some major problems, and that's why a person has to be very, very, very careful in that case. Rav Nachman Mibreslov famously said that in his youth, when he was younger, so a person learns how to speak. When he's old, a person learns how to keep quiet. Rabbi Nachman Brestov said that how a pity it is that we don't learn how to be silent before we learn how to speak. Because that would be an incredible accomplishment yeah. if we'd be able to do that. Chazal tell us in the Gemara and Pesachim, those of you that are learning that for Yomi, Chazal tell us that there is certain ways that a person recognizes people. How do you find out someone's a good guy? Oh, you want to see if he's a good guy to go into business with. You want to see if he's a good guy to go into a shidduch with. You want to be friendly with him. How do you test someone out? Quartus so the Gemara says, what's up?" What is competitive? No, Morris says there are three things that you do in order to check, check someone out, and one of them is anger. In other words, see how he acts when he's angry. If when he's angry, he goes off the hand, he goes crazy, then you can see that that's inside him. You have all these people, for example, they're on the basketball court, right, and somebody steps on their toe. And a bad word comes out. Oh, you know, the Rebbe's is that one Rebbe, I'm, I'm really sorry. It, it just came out. It just came out, right? It's it, it just whatever. The answer is, no, it didn't just come out. It means it was inside in order to come out. If <laughs> it wasn't inside, it wouldn't come out. So when a person is angry and he acts in ways that he shouldn't, so that shows really that's inside him, that's part of him, and therefore the anger just brings it to the surface. And that's why the Gomorrah says... How careful a person has to be with those things. The Gemara says another two things one is his purse, how he spends his money, and the other one is cup. Ramea Shapiro, the Blue Road famously wow. said his purse, how he spends his money. And his cup, like how he fills his cup, how he drinks, whatever, different before I should explain different, that in different oh. ways. So, Rameh Shapiro, the LeBlunarov, explained that Aaron Cohen could not be examined with uh, the person in the cup because, at the end of the day, he's talking about something, he learns to talk about drinking, how much he drinks, does he get drunk, how he acts, all these sorts of things. Aaron couldn't be examined that way because, obviously, he was a Koyan and therefore he couldn't drink wine and um, everyone received an equal how portion of Mon. Of wine? Right, so the only way to examine him was through his anger, which is why Moshe Rabbeinu said to Korach, if you want to go and examine Aaron Kohen complain to him, see if you can make him angry, then you will realize how holy he is. So we see the extent of someone's holiness is very much how, he, how easily he is angered, and how he acts when he becomes angry, which is very, very, very incredible. Let me tell you something also um, that Reb Chaim Levitz put down, about the Indian of anger, there is a medrash in Vayikur Rabba Perik Gimel. The medrash I want to read to you says like this, avuna, There are three times that Moshe Rabbeinu got angry, and he forgot a halacha, it was, it was, it was withholding from him. Now in each of these three instances, Moshe Rabbeinu's anger was totally justified. Let's go through them. Okay, number one, Klal were given the mon on the condition. They don't put anything aside for the next day. Whatever you get, you eat that day. Dawson and Aviron came along and they purposely set aside mon for the next day. And Moshe Rabbeinu acted anger in that case. Now, again, that was justified. He told them not to do that. Okay, he was trying to teach Klal a lesson. They messed around. That was a problem. Example number two during the Muhammah against Midian, Moshe Rabbeinu's anger was also justified. The whole reason that Klal waged war against Midian was because that Midian sent their daughters to entice Klal Yisrael into Avera's, right? And yet Klal left the, the women of Midian unharmed and therefore Moshe's anger was totally justified again he was showing them a lesson and number three was the third incident where Moshe Rabbeinu was very upset with Aaron for deciding on his own about the Korban and he was correct in that case so we can see that Moshe Rabbeinu was actually affected because the Chazal tell us that he forgot the halacha three times in these three cases but yet like Ruham Shem Levit says in all of the three cases that Moshe Rabbeinu got upset and got angry it was totally justified what do you see from the that at the end of the day, even if your anger is totally justified, and you're correct in getting angry, if such a case exists, which I see it does, but in a very rare case, so then you'll still be punished. And everything that it says about someone who's getting angry will actually be included in that case. Okay, And that's why a person has to be very, very careful. I want to tell you the Sefer Chassidim. The Sefer Chassidim writes, and he talks about how controlling yourself from anger, and we'll try to, when Hashem, Maybe tomorrow we'll go through some practical tips. But what does it mean if you control your anger? What do you gain by that? So listen to this incredible Sever Chassidim. It's actually quite famous. But if you've never heard of it, I think it's Kedai. And if you have, then it's good Chazar. He talks about a son who was very, very respectful to his father. And on his deathbed, when his father was about to leave this world, he said, my dear son, you did such incredible of You honored me when I was alive. That's amazing. I want you to honor me after I die. And I give you a tzivah. I command you. That you should never be overcome by anger. Every time you get angry, hold it overnight. Just wait to act upon your anger if you do get angry till the following night. That's my tsivoy, that is my message, that's my command, right? The father passed away and the son, because the father was no longer there to support the family, had to go and uh, support the family. So he had to go traveling, right? He wanted to support his mother and the rest of the mishpacha. So he was forced to go on a very, very, very long journey, which basically took him 10 years. Until he was able to return to his place to save a relates to us. it took him 10 years in those days, whatever it was. Now, he didn't know, he didn't know that his own wife who he had left behind in order to support her, plus his mother, plus everyone else in the family, was actually expecting at the time. Meaning when he left, she was actually expecting a child, and he didn't know that. And he had left, and it's been 10 years, okay? Now, after all these years, he comes home unannounced, because obviously there was no way of, you know, telling anyone that you were about to arrive in those times. And he was very excited to see his wife. He hadn't seen her for 10 years, and to see how the house is looking, whatever it is. And as he comes over to the house, he sees in the window his wife, Hugging a man. And he's like, what? This is the, whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he's about, he takes his knife. He says, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. How could you do this to me? I leave for 10 years and this is what she does? And he says, no, one minute. My father told me that I have to wait till the next day. She says, you know what? I'm going to leave right now. I'm going to calm down. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to come back tomorrow, and I'll do what I have to do tomorrow. Okay. He comes back the next day, and as he walks in, he sees the situation, and he hops. This was his son, who obviously grew up very, very tall, and he didn't realize who it was. So Seva Chassidim relates to us that in that case, it actually saved killing his own wife and his own son in that case. Anger can do terrible, terrible things. One of the most practical ATSs that a person can have to um, calm down his anger is basically to Wait. In other words, okay, I'll get angry, but soon. This way a person, because sometimes when a person is angry, he vents himself up. he gets so involved, he gets so thin, his blood is boiling, there's steam coming out of his nostrils, his mum is ready to pound, he's ready to go, and he, calm down, you know what, wait 10 minutes, you'll see in 10 minutes, things will change, your voice will change, every, every, your temper will change, everything will change, and you'll see things are different. Now tomorrow, I want to work on a different akuda, and that's understanding really where anger comes from, and seeing also some wonderful uh, image some ideas of how we can work on anger, which we'll do Be'ez Hashem tomorrow.